Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Many people have heard of the prayer we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, and again in Luke 11, 2 through 4. And so the Lord's Prayer, or the Our Father, begins, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and so forth. Now, this is actually a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. But today, we're going to hear a prayer that Jesus prayed. And in fact, it contains some aspects of, of prayer from Christ that have yet to be fulfilled in the body of Christ. Specifically, he prays that we would be one, just as he and the Father are one. And so listen to the Lord's prayer in John chapter 17. It actually starts out saying, after this, Jesus looked toward heaven and prayed. Notice the word prayed. So John 17. After Jesus had said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, The hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father... Glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word And the world has hated them, for they're not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth, and your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world." For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, 
that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This chapter is only 26 verses. And in this short chapter, six times Jesus uses the word pray or prayer. And six times he uses the term one or unity, talking about believers are supposed to be one, just as God the Father and Jesus are one. And so this is Jesus' prayer. It's for the oneness of the body of Christ. And he, he, in the context of the prayer, he twice refers to his existence before he became a man. In verse 5, he says, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. So he says that he was with God the Father before the world even was created. And then in verse 24, he says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. So he loved him before the creation of the world, and he was with the Father before the world began. These two aspects of Jesus' deity are conveyed clearly in this chapter. In verse 3, I want to just back up to verse 3. Jesus says these words, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Now, that's now, friends, the meaning of life and the fact of eternal life, the possessing of eternal life. To possess eternal life, you must know the only true God and Jesus Christ, who God has sent his Son to be our Savior and Lord. And so you have eternal life now if you know the only true God and Jesus Christ, his Son. Conversely, if you do not know the one true God and Jesus Christ, his Son, you do not have eternal life, by definition, from the Scriptures. Remember I said this is the Lord's prayer for his people, for us. We refer to that other prayer as the Lord's prayer, but it's really the disciples' prayer. This is the prayer of Jesus for his people. In verse 11, Jesus praying, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Now, there's that prayer request. He's praying to his Father, friends, for you and for I, not just for the early disciples of Christ, but for the uh, disciples of Christ in our generation and for as long as time may endure. Jesus prayed that we would be one just like the Father and the Son and the Godhead are one. And so that oneness, that unity in the body of Christ, heaven has been waiting for that for 2,000 years. But the Lord is still praying that we would be one and that we would be in the world, but not of the world. In verse 13, Jesus says, I'm coming to you now, Father, 
But I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they're not of the world any more than I am of the world. Someone has said rightly that the reason we endure so little persecution is we're so little like Christ. In other words, the world recognizes most Christians as worldly people, not as people from another existence in another kingdom. And so we're not trying to be provocative in our beliefs, but honestly, if we live according to the Scriptures and the Word of God, we're going to live different from the way the world does around us. Jesus didn't pray that we would be taken out of the world and delivered from worldly people, but that the Lord would be with us and protect us while we're in the world. In verse 15, he says explicitly, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not in it. And so Jesus didn't pray that we would be removed from difficulties in this world. He prayed that we would be protected from evil and protected while we're going through these difficulties. Just as Jesus overcame the world, we're supposed to overcome the world as well. Jesus prayed for you and I over and over again in this chapter. In verse 20, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Now think about that. He was saying his prayer was not for those alone that were in the room with him, but for those who would believe in Jesus through their message. This is the message of the gospel conveyed to us from those early disciples of Christ. We have believed through their message. And Jesus says he was praying for those people who would believe through their message. And what is he praying? Verse 21, that all of them may be one. That's all believers from the beginning to the end. All believers would be one body, one kingdom, one people. And he uses the analogy of just as he is in the Father. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, May they also be in us, so that the world may believe you have sent me. You see, friends, this oneness in the kingdom of God, this oneness among believers, is going to be so attractive and provocative to those in the world that they're going to recognize we have something that the world doesn't have. But first, we have to recognize the others in the kingdom of God as our brothers and sisters. We've got to stop dividing ourselves along denominational lines and doctrinal lines. The place we find our unity is in the person of Jesus Christ. And so the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, has called us to a place of oneness. Not that we would all attend the same church and recite the same creeds and have the same constitutions and bylaws, but that we would find our identity in the person of Jesus. God's love is in us so that we would be one. And Jesus prayed for us that we would be one and the world would recognize that we belong to him because of that oneness, because of that unity. Continuing Jesus' prayer in verse 24, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Father, I just pray in agreement with Jesus that the love you had for Jesus would be in us and that Jesus himself would be in us. I pray in agreement with Jesus, Lord, that your body would be one, that your people 
who called themselves Christians in the earth, would be one body, one faith, one king, one kingdom, one Lord Jesus Christ, serving in eternal life because of what he's done for us. Lord, I ask that your prayer would be fulfilled in this generation. Lord, may we be in the world and not of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.